Hey guys, Charles here, and welcome to another episode of SEOology, where we discuss the formulas and strategies for generating more organic traffic, leads, and sales from your website. I'm joined, uh, obviously, with my co-host Luke, and in today's episode, we're going to talk about how to rank on the first page of Google. So without further ado, let's get into it. Hey Luke, how's it going? Good mate, how are you? Yeah, I'm all good, I'm all good. I'm, uh, as you can see by my my surroundings, I am in a different location. Um, I, I the, the situation in Romania got interesting, put it that way. Uh, yeah, sure. In regards to, to, the, to the COVID stuff. So I am now currently back in the UK at least for the time being uh and then we'll uh we'll see where we go from there sunny uk no doubt yeah 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 <laughs> yeah I, i've been greeted by nice uh gray skies as as usual at this time of year so um yeah it's uh <laughs> and, and a two-week quarantine at home which is which is uh which is fun <laughs> beautiful so, well as you can see i've got my uh bright new shiny light i was gonna and say new my new webcam so we've gone full hd today looking forward to yeah seeing how this one this one comes out yeah we're we're up you're, you're definitely up your game this week for sure it's looking good <laughs> looking good i like the uh the bookcase in the background and the setting thank you yeah we're i don't think we're going to give uh joe rogan a run for his money just yet but <laughs> we're, we're getting there we're <laughs> One step at a time. Yeah, bear with us, guys. We're 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 trying to improve the quality uh, each episode. So uh, yeah, I'm hoping uh, I'm hoping you enjoy this one. So obviously, we're going to talk about um, ranking your content on the first page of Google, specifically blog content. So there's a slightly different way to to rank content for blogs or what you need to think about versus. Um, if you're trying to rank service or product pages, okay? Uh, but we're really going to delve in today about actually ranking your your blog content, so your top level, uh, top of the funnel type keywords that are going to drive a lot of uh, traffic and awareness to your site, uh, which some of which will convert and some of which you'll have to nurture as you go along. But we're going to go into the, uh, you know, the real meats of it today and, and, and hopefully give you guys some, some better ideas on how to do that because I think a lot of companies, uh, you know, really struggle to know where to go with this and there's a lot of misinformation out there. So, Luke, did you want to just begin and, and take sort of take the lead and we can, we can, we can go from there and, uh, and really delve yeah. into it? I think definitely what you just touched on there with um, the blog content versus, you know, a standard page on your website. I think a lot of people, when they first learn about SEO, the first thing they do is type, you know, their main service offering into Google and they see what comes up and they might see competitor A, B or C. Uh, yeah. Oftentimes they don't realize that the page that they're seeing isn't actually the home page or the about page. It might actually be an in-depth article or a, a blog post about, you know, the particular service that they offer. So I guess um, if we're looking at what people need to focus on, it's not only creating the right content, but it's also focusing on the right keywords to find that content and also the intent behind that. So um, I presume you've got a bunch of advice for people when they're first looking at how to get their content ranked and the difference between the, the pages of the website and the blog posts or articles. So what can you advise in that in that 
space? Yeah, so I think the first thing you need to do is obviously keyword research is, is fundamental. Um, and we haven't got time in this episode to really go through exactly how to do keyword research. I think that's going to be one that we'll, we can spend a good hour on in another episode and really delve through. But once you've decided or say what keywords that you want to go after, and typically what I always say is when you're wanting to rank any web page, you should focus on one primary keyword that you want to go after and then have secondary related keywords that you also want to include on the page, okay? So let's just assume that you've done your keyword research, you know you want to, say, rank for, let's say, influencer marketing. You want to, that's the keyword that you want to go after. The first thing that I would do before you do anything is you need to put that keyword into Google and see what the top three to five results are on that first page, because you've got to see who you're up against and who you're competing against. And I would look at that content and start analyzing it. So uh, everything from word length to um, user experience. So has it got things like videos on the page? Uh, what What's the font size? These are all things that are important. Um, I'd also look at what other keywords they're using. So they're ranking for influencer marketing, but what other keywords are they using on that page that are relevant, which you can then scrape and use within your article? Um, now, obviously, we're not suggesting you like copy anything. You have to, you know, it needs to be original content, but having a look at what your competitors doing and making sure that um, you're, you're basically putting yourself in a position to potentially outrank them, um, that's going to be key. Uh, the, the concept of, looking at what your competition are doing and and asking yourself the question how can you create content content which is 10x what yeah. your competitors are doing um, yeah it's a lot like sport really isn't it like you know you've got to you've got to analyze what your competitors are doing see where they've got an advantage see where they're performing well and if you're looking to beat them you need to beat them at their own game you need to find out where the weaknesses are where you can take advantage of things and, and get stuck in yeah I would, one of the other big things that you also need to do when you're looking at that those results is by putting the keywords that you want to rank for into Google and looking at the top three results, you're going to see what type of page mm -hmm. you should be creating. If you type the keyword into Google and all of the, all of those pages on that, on the, the top three positions are, service pages that you shouldn't be writing a blog post to potentially that there are cases where you can and you could still you know because google might if you create like an ultimate guide you may still be able to uh rank in those top three positions but equally it's a clear indication that the intent behind the keyword uh, google want to show a specific page um so that's that's really important to know um, is is looking at the and when we talk about search intent, basically search intent is the motive behind why people search for for a particular keyword. You know why they search for a particular query, basically. Um, yeah. So when you're typing something into Google, um, you know one an example that I always use is something in the UK. So there's a there's a, a football soccer team for 
um, for all our sort of worldwide audience that Chelsea, Chelsea basically, there's a team called Chelsea. And if you typed in, you know, say, for example, you're uh, a loan provider in Chelsea, which is a, an area in the UK, if you typed in uh, Chelsea loans, you're going to get a load of Chelsea football players that are that are on loan, either <laughs> at another club or a, or they're actually at loan at Chelsea. So it's not matching. Like if you're a loan yeah. provider in Chelsea, that that doesn't make any sense at all. It's not going to match. Very, your, very competitive. <laughs> yeah, and it's just it's a completely wrong search intent it just doesn't yeah. match the intent so yeah. that's super important to know and it's one of the biggest mistakes i see a lot of companies make is they say oh we need to rank for this keyword phrase and i ask i always say to them well is that that keyword relevant to your business or is that yeah. just a broad keyword which isn't going to convert so we need to understand the intent behind why people search for particular keywords that's that's really important yeah, that is super important. And I'm glad you covered all of that because it, it's a very common thing that pops up. Um, I want to rank for this word, but that word may not be, the the intent behind that word may not be accurate. Um, happens a lot, I find, with single word phrases as well. Like I want to rank for finance or I want to rank for computers or I want to rank for mobile phones. You know, it's, um, it's so, broad. so broad. Yeah, and we also have to be, uh, we have to be uh, conscious of, how you stack up against your competitors mm. so if you're trying to rank for the term finance and you're just starting out and your website's got no authority in the eyes of google it's got no content it's got no backlinks it's not driving any traffic that's going to be very very difficult to rank even for an established site already mm. um it's and plus, it's very broad as well. Like you said, it's not, you're going to get all types of people typing in that that phrase. Um, yeah, often, uh, the search volume can often put people off there, can often, what are the, the red herring or the misdirection that that's a good keyword because there's a lot of searches, but often there's a lot of searches because it covers a wide range of topics that are unrelated to your business. 100%. Yeah, yeah you, you're spot on there. It's it, it, search intent, i.e., how many people are searching search volume, how many people are searching for uh, a keyword per month. Um, yes, it's important to, to go after keywords that actually have some search volume, but equally search intent is going to be critical to making sure that uh, that traffic you're, you're getting is going to be relevant. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess on the, the topic of that, you've analysed some keywords, you've got the good words that have a, the right search intent for what your customers are looking for, um, you've analysed your competitors, you've spoken before about different types of content, um, pillar post versus cluster posts, um, and how you create different content pieces, I guess, and how they all work together to achieve the specific goal of ranking a, a specific piece of content. Can you go into that? in a little bit more detail yeah um so the concepts of sort of pillar and cluster um grouping uh, has been around for a while and, and what a lot of seos were realizing is that uh the algorithm really likes sites that have well grouped topical content 
Mm-hmm. So the the in simple layman's terms, the concept of of, of a pillar creating a pillar post is creating a, a post around a broader subject re- and and really creating a, a really in-depth in-depth article about a particular topic so you you would typically pick up a, a broader keyword that's got a lot of search volume and you'd create a sort of ultimate guide around that piece and then what you would do is you create what we call cluster posts, which are more uh, almost subtopics or, or go into a li- even more detail a- about uh, a subsection of that pillar post. And you you create a number of those clusters that would all link back to the pillar post. And the pillar post would also, where, where it's relevant, and where it's uh, it makes sense would also link out to the clusters and what that does is it passes almost link juice which is almost like an authority um to those pages and helps mainly the pillar posts rank the the best but once the pillar post is ranking on the first page of google and is is generating backlinks and and it's really built a lot of authority then that link juice passes through to all of the the cluster posts and that helps them to rank as well and overall it basically helps you rank for you know multiple keywords if not tens or, or hundreds of keywords all around one particular topic and you may even you, get that covert double listing in google where you get the two pages underneath each other <laughs> yeah yeah exactly exactly um i mean there's there's so many benefits to, to that structure um but fundamentally, it's helping, it's providing the user with a, with a better experience as well when you're grouping that content. Yeah, that page hierarchy is super important. Uh, sorry, I cut you off there, did you? <laughs> no, no, I was just, I was just saying as a sort of, uh, and, and as a top level to that, with when you've got your pillars and your clusters, I would also look at creating content hubs as the top level. So you'd have, Say, for example, going back to our example before, or influencer marketing, you'd have an influencer marketing hub. And then within that, you'd have your ultimate guide to influencer marketing. And then as your cluster post, you might have top tips on how you can use Instagram to improve your influencer marketing campaigns. Uh, And you'd create smaller cluster articles from that. So that page hierarchy is super important. And I think that kind of is a nice segue into our next topic, which is uh, the structure of a page and making sure you've got all of the right elements within a page. Um, You've obviously got to have great copy or great text content. You've obviously got to have your right target phrases. You've got to have your different types of content ready to go. But actually within each of those pieces of content, there's a fair bit of structure that needs to be followed as well to maximize the effectiveness of that copy. There's, you know, you've got your image alt tags, you've got your headings, you've got all of those sorts of things. From your experience, are there any things that are the standout behind the scenes actions that need to be taken on a piece of content? Yeah, I think the biggest thing I see um, with a lot of companies is they focus very heavily on the quality of the copy, but they completely neglect the actual design and the user experience which actually 
if if anything is just as important and when you make those improvements you see much better improvements in your rankings and you're more likely to rank that on the first page so what do i mean by sort of design user experience you've got things like um you know does it look good on a mobile for mm. one because more people are using uh you know we're all using mobile devices more people are looking at sites through their mobile massively important that that page looks good uh, and is mobile responsive are you adding supporting images and videos to that piece of content to that blog content um those are going to keep people on the page for longer and that's seen uh that's that's definitely from what we're seeing that's that's a key ranking factor time on page i i often see the correlation between our, like some of the articles that we're able to rank our clients and how long someone spends on that page which again is 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 really important i would add also things like uh a table of content at the top of your blog article you know if you're going to write a 3000 word or 4000 word guide you want to make it easy for someone to digest and read that article um and then the inter you could you've got the hyperlinks in that table of content that can scroll the user down to the relevant section that again can also help you rank for something called featured snippets which mm. is when you type in it's typically things like um like how to's or uh, what is this anything that shows up at the top you'll see in Google, they call it uh, position zero in google mm. now so uh where you type something in and it shows you already the the answer yeah yeah you see that a lot these days yeah that 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 could help you by adding in those internal links uh in the table of content it it tells google like this is a relevant piece of information and you can start ranking uh certain sections of your blog article in those featured snippets which is is really cool I might make the comment as well like I think there might be quite a few people especially if they're relatively new to SEO that might be fairly surprised by the fact you just said 3 or 4000 word <laughs> pieces of content um obviously I think it's 300 words anything under 300 is described as thin content these days so are you, are you finding in general that those longer blog posts are much much more effective by the sounds of things, actually, yes. <laughs> yeah, so certainly the pillar articles, 100%. I think um, structurally getting your pillar and cluster articles together and having those, uh, a number of different pillars. In, in my experience, the, the longer form articles, if done correctly, rank better. However, yeah. having said that, it really depends. Again, it goes back to looking at what's ranking on that on those first three to five positions putting that keyword into google and seeing what you're up against because yeah. in some cases when you look at those results it may just be a short answer mm. it may be that uh google has established that the keyword someone is typing in or keyword phrase someone's typing in uh they just want a quick answer to the yeah. to, to the question that the, 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 the uh, to the answer that they want um, so it's, yeah. it's very dependent on actually first looking at the, uh, the, 
the, the results and seeing uh, what's what's in those those top positions. Yeah, I think that's super important and just another reason why you shouldn't just use the same cookie cutter approach for each piece of content and for each business. It's got to you've got to look at what you're up against. What is the intent? What what are the competitors putting there? How long is the content? What are they doing? Put all those bits together because you might be able to achieve some good results really quickly or it might be, you know, it might be in for a slog and it's good to know that ahead of time. The next thing we've got here is a few different bits and pieces uh, within the page. Um, touched on it a little bit in the last one, but obviously heading tags, links, internal linking, external linking, making sure the right keywords are in the right places within the content. I'll let you go into that yeah. in a bit more detail. No, it, uh, look, it's, it's basically on-page optimization. So it's, it's basically everything that's on that web page yeah. from from a from a pure seo standpoint so your 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 header tags your h1s which is usually the title of your article uh, your h2s which is usually the subtitles and you could go down and add in h3s and h4s sometimes and, and i find well more than sometimes often the website isn't set up to have those h tags correctly laid out so you will you will often need to speak to your your web developer and get them to to properly uh get them set up correctly um certainly the h1 i find is is the most important but if you could add in the, at least the h2s that's going to help as well and don't have 17 h1s on one page <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm sure uh, running yeah, a, a web design agency, you've come across new clients that you work with. That uh, that's that's uh, every heading is the main heading. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's only going to confuse Google. Um, but as a rule of thumb, you're going to want to put your the main keyword or the primary keyword that you're you're targeting for that page. You're going to want to put that into your title tag. I would also sometimes put that into your meta description or a variation, maybe some secondary keywords in your meta description and then uh, in your H1 tag as well. Um, and a few times on the page um, is, is also important as well in terms of in, in the copy. But yeah, structurally getting it right. So even things like internal links, you know, I see a lot of pages that don't, <laughs> they get traffic and they're not linking to other pages on their site, which is going to help pass link juice and authority uh, and help the other pages on their site rank well. External links linking out to also higher authority sites, again, is is another important aspect. Um, One thing we see a lot, actually, when we're looking at redoing a site and we're talking to the customers about conversions and capturing the leads and things is, Often we'll look at their analytics and we'll see um, a blog post or an article or even just a page on their website that is super popular. It's one of the most popular pages on their site in terms of landing, like the first page people arrive on on their website. And often there's no action to be taken on it whatsoever. Like there are no links within the text directing them to the contact page or a services page or something. There's no call to action at the bottom to call or email or fill in the form. There's just this beautiful piece of content that's ranking super well and bringing all these people to the site and then nothing's happening. <laughs> it's like having a shop with no cash register in it. Yeah, no, for sure. And look, you're not, the, the reality is 
the 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 traffic you get from ranking on the first your your blog posts on the first page of Google it's it's not all, always going to convert um mm. as much as you can create the best quality content it's not going to you know it's not always going to convert however like like Luke was saying if you've got some form of call to action uh whether it's like getting them into your your email uh funnel um you know with a lead magnet or even just you know uh, a call to action linked to the contact page something that's maybe if they have some interest in learning more information is going to get them to continue the relationship i think is is super important absolutely yeah, yeah. did you have anything else on the on page optimization stuff you wanted to mention before we move on just going back to the importance of of ux and 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 design i think you know i, I know that's a little bit more what what we talked about but again it all links in with 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 the seo the seo has to be tied in the seo on-page seo needs to be tied in with the with the design and user experience otherwise the two won't work as well and won't give you the best possible chance to to rank on that first page yeah i like to use the analogy that it's like a wheel and you need all the spokes to be <laughs> looked after or else you're going to clunk your way along yeah, for sure, for sure. That's great. That's a that's really good, really good analogy there. I, yeah, these things have to have to be connected, otherwise you're missing one part and it all falls to pieces. I lost myself. Oh, there we go. <laughs> you muted yourself there. <laughs> yeah. Yep. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. All good. All good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what just happened. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> I'm back. My microphone. My speaker is both disconnected, so we're running back to the laptop. Going through onto backlinks. So this is assuming that you've got everything, what we've just, what we've just talked about, this is assuming you've got it, what we would say the best you can make it. You've, you've got your, you've got your quality content. You've got, you've added in videos, multimedia. You've got your on-page optimization, correct. You're targeting the right keywords. Uh, but you're still not, you, you, you push the article live, you're getting some improvements in rankings. Um, but let's just say you still can't creep onto that first page. You know, you're, you're maybe, maybe hovering around page two or three. The next thing I would suggest that you, that you look at is actually building links to that page. You know, backlinks is still one of the key ranking factors that Google looks at. And um, the likelihood is you're going to be competing with other sites that have got a lot more backlinks. So that's when you need to start. If you want to rank for that particular blog article, you need to start building more backlinks to that page. Uh, how can you do that? Everything from creating guest blogs on other sites, you could be doing outreach. So you're actually reaching out to sites and saying, look, We've created these, this great piece of content. Uh, we see that you've mentioned a similar article. You've linked to a similar article. You know, we created this better piece. You know, would you, would you link to us instead? Now, this has been the, the biggest problem with this is you need to give value first. You know, yes, you've created a better piece of content, but most of the time webmasters or people that run websites haven't got time to keep changing links 
on their website all the time. There needs to be a benefit to that website. So you really need to look at your your value proposition and see how you can give something to them that's that's of value before you ask for them to change a link on their website to point to you. There's various ways you can do that. Um, you know, some people leverage uh, their social media following and say, you know, if you link to us, uh, we'll share the art, we'll share your article on our social media profiles. But obviously, you need to have a large following for that to be of any value. So, but you really need to look at, like I said, firstly, what what's what's in it for them. Like anything in life, you need to really establish what your angle is there with the outreach. Uh, if you can't figure out the uh, a good outreach angle, then I'd really go with the predictable um, guest blogs and and reach out to sites and, and give them value by writing for for them. Um, at least then you that, that's what I found to be one of the most predictable ways of building uh, backlinks. Most I companies. Think- I think that's one of the the tricky things with the value proposition, especially for content marketers and SEOs out there as well. And for you know any businesses or people out there who are looking to engage in SEO, when you're paying someone you know one or two hundred dollars a month, which you probably shouldn't be for SEO, the amount of time it takes to craft a value piece of content and then get it actually do the outreach to get people to link to it and to actually market that piece of content and promote that piece of content. You're talking hours and hours and hours of work, slogging away, finding, you know, places to link from, places to link to, ways to to get links and people to read that content. That's why SEO is so valuable and so many people are, you know, it's probably a higher cost than you imagine because I guess the last few years it's been uh, easier for people to just think that there's a magic switch. You know, I've had clients in the past be like, when are you turning the SEO on? Like there's just a, a button on the website to click and all of a sudden, bing, everything ranks well. Like it is, it's such a labor intensive process. There's so much research. There's so much planning. There's so much actual work that goes into creating and marketing that content. If you're paying for a really cheap SEO service, the odds are the quality and the results aren't going to be there. And yes, it is an investment, but over time, that investment will more than, you know, return itself in business and visitors to your site. So super important um, that people know what's involved in that to understand the value. Yeah, 100%, 100%. I mean, what I found speaking to to, to to many companies is they actually asked me the question, I'll do your SEO agency produce the content. And, you know, I'm always like, of course we do. That's part of an SEO campaign. But I forget the fact that there's a lot of S, you know, there's a lot of companies or you know offering SEO for two nine nine a month, and all they're really doing is just maybe changing some metadata tags. Yeah. Uh, the reality is they can't produce uh, great quality content with the budget that they have or what they're charging. Exactly. So there needs to be, I think. Something that I always try to do is educate, uh, you know, companies on, you know, how much it really costs to to run a successful SEO campaign. Um, yeah, because there's a lot of misinformation still out there, um, and uh, yeah, unfortunately, I hate to say it, but 
I always say a lot, probably 90, 90% of SEO agencies is snake oil, to be quite frank. Well, there's a lot of people out there who know that people are looking for that service and they know that, you know, it's very hard to guarantee results and it's very easy to say, oh, yeah, no, we did it, isn't it? You did, oh, we can't help you with the results that you expected. Like, yeah, it's unfortunately when you're dealing with a complex topic that not a lot of customers know about, it's very easy for those types of people to pull the wool over people's eyes. And that then gives everyone that's in the industry trying to do the right thing gets yeah. tarnished with the same brush a little bit as well, which is pretty unfair to those people that are actually trying to provide value and actually deliver for their clients. But, you know, as a website owner as well, it's it's really hard when you just hear, right, well, you definitely need SEO. You know, someone at a networking event or a presentation, you must focus on your SEO. And unless you actually know what that means and what's involved then it's very hard for you to know the good guys from the bad guys as well so oh for yeah. sure yeah i mean uh, it's 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 yeah because all they're looking at is uh, you know all companies are seeing is a compare they're comparing price they're looking at price because they don't know any different if you don't un yeah. it, it's it's it can be very difficult to understand the mechanics of seo and i think the industry as a whole, we we actually make it more confusing than it is. We use all this, yeah. all this, all this, uh, you know, clever terminology, and there's a there's there's so much terminology for everything within the SEO world. But when you actually break it down and say to uh, you know a company, look, these are the key pillars of an SEO campaign. You need to make sure you've got content. You need to build links. This is what's involved. You need to make sure your keyword research is on point. Uh, yeah. you, you, your site looks good. And really explaining it in, okay, this this is actually what's involved. These This is how long it takes. Then companies really understand, okay, I need to, you know, if I want to do SEO, I need to really be willing to invest the right amount of money to do that. Um, I like to explain it as well in terms of, okay, so you've got your people that are ready to buy. What are they searching for? They're the people that know your service or product and maybe even know you and they're just looking for someone to do the particular thing or answer the particular question. Then you've got the people above that who don't necessarily know exactly the service they need. They just know they've got a problem and they're looking for a solution, whether that's someone to do it or whether it's to do it themselves. And each, each of these people are, are further along or further up or down the marketing funnel. And you need to create that content at any stage of the journey. And I, I, I find that customers really appreciate that explanation because they're like, oh, so someone that might need me here is actually searching for this back there. And in three months time, once they've gone through their buying cycle or the decision making process, then they'll be ready to search the next keyword, which will get them you know, higher to, towards a more potent conversion. Yeah, yeah. I think it's looking at you've got to have a look at that 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 funnel, haven't you? You're not you've got the top top of the funnel. Not all of the people that enter that that top of the funnel are going to convert straight away. Uh, you're yeah. going to have to nurture them. But I think that's the power of of content is it, it educates people to be to so that they're aware of. Okay, maybe I do need this product or yeah. service. And then, then you can start trying to rank for more transactional keywords, uh, and and also trying to, to to nurture the people that you've got in that funnel along the journey. Absolutely. Just a couple of other points in terms of how to build 
backlinks to your blog content. There's a couple of other things you can do. And I try not to look at SEO on its own as a, as a standalone entity, if you want to call it that. I'm looking at how I can use other forms of digital marketing to improve the SEO and, and create that sort of compounding effect. So a few things you can also do is you can actually run Google ads to those pillar articles that you've created, which in turns gets more people viewing the article, uh, shows to Google that this is a relevant piece of content, which helps you rank higher, which means that you're naturally going to generate more backlinks for that article as well. So it's that it builds up over time. Or you could do that also with uh, with Facebook ads. Again, you're driving traffic from another source, but that actually has a knock on effect and, and helps your, your SEO as well. So those are just a, a couple of other things that you can do is using other forms of, of digital marketing to actually improve your your the rankings of your blog articles comes back to that wheel and all the spokes there's many many uses for that wheel yeah for sure for sure but no look it's creating quality blog content takes time but it's worth the investment um it just it's gonna yeah it'll just take some time to see results um yeah but once it starts working you're onto a winner and it generally has a nice flow on effect as well. It's, you know, it's not like a, a Google ad. As soon as you turn it off, the traffic stops. The the investment in the time pays off for a long time. So, yeah. And plus you could use those, certainly those, those pillar articles that you're putting together, you know, those could be used for, to, to actually show, uh, you know, your customers and clients. Say you're running, uh, say, for example, you are running a, a, an agency or you're providing a, some form of service, you know, sometimes actually sending those those articles uh, to potential potential clients can can actually <laughs> help you convert the sale. Uh, so yeah. it's um, yeah, it, it, it's, it's, it's really important to, to have those in place. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that's all the topics we had for today um so i think you've covered some really good stuff there obviously the first one was making sure the intent is right behind the keywords analyzing the competitors that are ranking for those keywords and making sure that your content is on par with what is appearing on the first page of google you discussed the concept of the pillar and the cluster posts of having those big long form guides and then supporting content and sub guides and sub content pieces around that can be linked between to help each of those pieces rank better, making sure that the user experience, the layout, whether it looks good on mobile, I'm guessing things like white space and the images used and that sort of stuff is all very important for the readability of the article as well. The on-page optimization, the technical bits and pieces behind each of the pieces of content, the heading tags, the image tags, internal and external links, title tags, meta descriptions, that sort of thing. Uh, and then we obviously finished up with backlinks. Once you've got the right words, the right content, the right structure, the right layout, the right design is then getting more people to link and, and visit that page and, and read the content. So I think quite a, a thorough little five step process there tonight, but uh, I think you've covered it all very well. And I think hopefully there's some stuff in there for people that they may not have known about before. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. I think, um, 
yeah, hopefully you guys found it of value. I guess just to, to wrap things up, as we always do, Luke, where can the guys find you if they're looking potentially to, to work with yourself? You guys can find me at uh, websiteboss.com.au or websiteboss on Instagram. Uh, Lukey Jamo on Twitter. Um, I'm around the place. So there'll be some links in the description underneath. So make sure you follow those if you're interested in, in keeping up with what we're doing. And yes, guys, obviously I'm Charles. Please subscribe to my channel. Uh, if you found this, this content of, of value, we're going to be putting out a weekly episode. Um, I'm also going to be uh, interviewing some of my uh, closest friends, coaches, mentors on various different topics, really sort of discussing, yeah, everything from business, health, relationships, any, anything as that I talk about uh, and my sort of evolution uh, and journey as a man um, and, and, you know, the path on of self-development and everything. So um, if you obviously found it of value, please do subscribe. It really helps me out and pushes the channel up the algorithm. So yeah, that's another episode of uh, SEOology. And uh, until next time, peace out. Thank you.